Hello, freedom seekers, and welcome to the EPOP podcast, episode two of season three. Season three's theme is Lifestyle Freedom Success. And today's episode is called The 14 Biggest Perks of Lifestyle Freedom. All right. According to a flex job survey, what percentage of digital nomads are baby boomers? Lightning struck in an open plain, and we forgot this old city's name. See your breath on window pane. Let's just talk till it strikes again. On my way through, I saw you on my way. All right, Heth, we got into a discussion about the word digital nomad. So we're not going to get into that. Uh, yeah, that was in episode one. So we're not going to get a ton into that today. Um, I just want people, when you hear digital nomad, to just think like this is anyone who has the ability to to travel if they want and work from anywhere in the world. We <clears throat> prefer the term location independence, but um, most of the stuff out there on the internet is, calls them a digital nomad. So what percentage... Of digital nomads are baby boomers. I think we should throw Trav on the spotlight for once. And let's just go over generations. Like what years are the baby baby boomers? Well, I, I hate generations. I know you do. Because <laughs> like it's the, the terms, you know, like millennials, Gen Z, Gen X, baby boomers. I mean, there's so many different names for different generations. I, I just have a problem with generations recently, and maybe this is my perspective, but if you guys are listening, let me know. I feel like generations happen a lot quicker now because technology advances so quickly that, you know, my brother... Uh, who's seven years younger than me, had a much different upbringing, especially when he was in high school and college than I did because he had the internet. Whereas, you know, for us, we didn't have, and cell phones. So for us, we didn't have cell phones when we were in high school. They were they were just starting to come around. And then in college, we just started to be able to, you know, have the internet on your own computer and and things like that. And so even though we both technically fall into millennials, although I fight that term tooth and nail, it, it's his upbringing was so much different. And then he says to me, Oh, people who are five or six years younger than me, like, I don't even understand how they grew, like, how they would have yeah, grown. Yeah, now up. that he's like pushing 30. Yet we all fall into this millennial bucket. And so, uh, you know, I will always call myself the Oregon Trail generation. <laughs> I think that says everything you need to know. If you know what the Oregon Trail is, you fall into this generation. Even on Survivor, my favorite TV show, when they did stuff, Gen Gen X <clears throat> versus Millennials, yeah. they said Gen X, and he, <laughs> Jeff Probe specifically said this. He, he said, like, from 19-whatever, 70 to 1982, and then he said Millennials, 1984 to, like, 1996. Yeah, what about 1983? I was born in 83. I'm like, even Jeff Probst <laughs> doesn't know where to put me. So the Oregon Trail generation is what I like to say. You, you grew up... Like the, you had computers and you had the internet a, a, as you were getting through college, but it wasn't super prevalent. Whereas nowadays, of course, you know, we all have it on our phones and stuff. So 
That's my little I soap. Know. That's I my know. little rant. Um, I but do, to your to my original question of putting you on the spot. Okay, what decades? I mean, maybe you don't know the exact year to year, but what? All right, let me work back. Who are the baby boomers? Let me work backwards because it might be a little easier. Millennials, let's say, go typically people will say it goes from like 1980 to 1995, somewhere in there. Is that okay? What is your well? I, I'm like looking now on the internet for like confirmation. Okay, there's of- no confirmation. There's not going to be a right answer. <laughs> but um, millennials, at Gen Z, you, mm-hmm. you've heard, you know, basically anyone born in the- 1980. The millennials on this website say 1981 to 96. Okay, that's what now I, yeah. generation Z is 97 to 2012. Yes. And now generation Alpha I I yeah, I guess I, <laughs> early 2010s to mid 2020s, so like the current. Yeah. So, okay, so if we do that, that's millennials 98. So then Gen X is going to be mm-hmm. from like seven, 1970 to 1980. 65 to 80. Okay, so they're spreading a so wide then range. now you know. Yeah, well, baby boomers are what? 50 to, to 65, 1950 to 1965. It says technically 1946, because it was right after the end of the okay. World War II. All right. So that ended in 45, right? Being history teachers way back when, if you listen to our podcast episode of the last, last episode. Um, yeah, so 1946 right. people got it on, created those <laughs> baby boomers. Okay. I, yeah, there you go. That's that is why that is why it happened. That's why there was the baby boom. So, all right. So you come back from the war. You have kids. Those are called <laughs> baby boomers. Now those baby boomers are digital nomads. What per so so this is broken down. They give you baby boomers as digital nomads, the amount of Gen X people as digital nomads, and the amount of millennials or Gen Z people as digital nomads. Um, why I find well, give me give me what you think. Just give me a number for baby boomers. That was the original. Question. Um, jeez, I, I mean, I guess most of them are retired now, so feasibly, I guess they could be working still. But I, because like I always think of a digital nomad as someone who's working, working but it does, I, I, but I don't think it has to be. to be just travelers. I mean, in that case, um, I don't know, twenty two percent. Okay. The answer, and this is 32%. And why I found this fascinating was the typical idea of a digital nomad, I think even you and I think are, okay, mid-20s, late-20s, you got your laptop, you're out backpacking. You know, this was just the, in the, in the, you know, 2010, 2012, 2014, when, when this movement started kind of up until now, that was the what was seen as a digital nomad, right? But in fact, only 27% of digital nomads are millennials or Gen Z. Okay. 41% are Gen X. Whoop, whoop. And 32% are baby boomers. I mean, so, I guess technically we're not Gen X. We are I'm the Oregon Trail generation. 1981, it says, for mm, a millennial. I don't like that. I don't like, yeah. Older, yeah, you even hear now like, Older, or uh, what do they say? <laughs> Older millennials is one. It, I, I just think that nowadays, as I mentioned, technology moves so fast that the shared experience isn't the same necessarily in, in a 15-year span as it was before. When 15 years, obviously stuff changed, but you might have had a similar upbringing, whereas like now, I, I just think it goes too quickly. Um, well, So there you guys have it. It's very hard to find facts and trivia about lifestyle freedom because what do you look up like facts yeah. about lifestyle freedom it's you know or, or it's digital not even nomads. a term that that many people 
really use or right. could give you a definition. I mean, we're just using it because it seems to define what's important to us because like we said in the last episode, we're not rig- really digital nomads because we don't want to be nomadic. Right. So to us, we were like, well, we don't want to be called a digital nomad. We want to be, I guess, location independent. But then it's always doesn't have to be about location. It's more just about living a life that we decide on our own terms with the freedom to decide what we want. Yeah. And that's why we prefer the term the triangle freedom. And in episode one, we talked about it, but just as a recap, triangle freedom means location freedom time freedom, and financial freedom, because it is bigger than just location freedom. You can have location freedom, and as we did in the beginning of our entrepreneurial careers, and that doesn't mean that, uh, that you know, it's sustainable all the time. Um, and so when we talk about lifestyle freedom, we want you to shoot for, and we are shooting for all points of that triangle, time freedom, location freedom and financial freedom and during your journey and as you heard in episode one during our journey different things are prioritized at different points on that journey based on what we need or want you know in the beginning it was all about location freedom and traveling and seeing the world then we realized okay well if we want to make this sustainable and make this you know a lifestyle that that is sustainable we have to figure out the financial part and the time freedom um, and now I would say that if you asked us, or I'll ask you, Heth, if you had to rank time freedom, financial freedom, and location freedom, which, how, what order would you be prioritizing those in? I mean, I think time freedom is pretty on par, like time freedom and financial freedom. Um, 1A, 1B. Yeah. And then location freedom. Yeah. I mean, I don't care about it as much because, well, number one. We have it. We we have it. And number two, like we our home base now is basically our dream scenario. And we still have the desire to go out and travel and see other places. But yeah, it's way, way less about that than I always, it used to be. I always use this example. If someone told me I had to work a nine to five, but I got to do it anywhere in the world, but I, I was stuck in a nine to five or someone said to me, you could have time freedom, but you have to spend a year with your time freedom in Tulsa, Oklahoma, I would pick having time freedom and living in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, and no, no shade to Tulsa, never been to Tulsa. Actually, it's kind of fun, but it's just this idea that for, for me, and we're going to talk about this and for you, time freedom is, uh, is number one for me right now too, because, and we're going to talk about the 14 biggest perks. And I think that if you took away time freedom, most of these perks would go away. Whereas location freedom, even if you are stuck in a place, if you control your own time, and time is the only resource that we can't create more of, right? It's it's a limited resource. We all only have X amount of time on this earth. We don't know how long it is. We don't know when it ends, but we cannot create any more of it, right? And so I, I really started to prioritize the time freedom uh, more so than location freedom, which is a which is a completely different mindset than when we started this in in twenty uh, in twenty twelve. So, all right, we got fourteen perks here, and we're going to start with like the day to day ones, ones that you might not think about, but have hit home for us as we and we got we sat down and made this list and yep. took some off, and then we're going to go to like the more big picture ones. So, starting off day to day, this was I'll start off because yes, this was the one this I is put traps. on here. This is traps for sure. Number one perk you might not think about this. Not having to wear professional clothing. Yeah. And I mean, this is before the athleisure trends of the pandemic. Trav was wearing his sweatpants or shirt on the top, 
maybe no pants on the bottom. Whoa, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> maybe you were wearing shorts, uh, shorts, shorts. I don't think you ever really did Zoom calls in your underwear before the I don't, pandemic. I don't. Yeah, I'm not. But, I wouldn't have put it past myself, but I can't remember a no. time. But basically, Trav has been wearing shorts or sweatpants, and not even just regular pants. He only likes to wear shorts or sweatpants. I don't know since you started being yeah. an entrepreneur I, in 2012. I, I bought a few domain <laughs> names. I think I've let him lapse, but one was like the sweatpants CEO, <laughs> almost the flip flop CEO, because that's how important it was for me not to have to wear regular traditional clothing. I remember the first thing that I that I did every single day, the bell would ring at 2.47 p.m. when I was a high school teacher and the kids would leave the school. And as soon as that last kid walked out the door, I unbuttoned my top button and I took my tie off and was like, it, it, it was like a symbol of how much like I was getting the life choked out of me. Like it really was a physical manifestation of this idea of like, I feel trapped because I just hate wearing that type of clothing. Now I don't mind putting on for a wedding once a year or something, but it, it just wasn't me. It's not me. And so a lot of you might be able to identify with that, but you know, even casual Fridays, I was like, Oh, casual Fridays. Great. I get to wear khaki pants and a polo. I still don't want to be wearing a polo. I want to be wearing like a t-shirt and shorts (laughs) and flip flops. So for me, this is a massive one that again, seems silly maybe to some people, but when you when you don't have that, when you don't have to wear the professional clothing and I can just walk outside in flip-flops or actually one day I took the kids to school. I didn't even realize it, but I had no shoes on because we live here on the beach. Not even flip-flops. <laughs> I like got out of the car and stepped on the asphalt. I'm like, oh, I am barefoot. <laughs> oh my all right, word. that says it all. So not having to wear professional clothing is a huge one for me day to day. Gotcha. Well, the biggest one for me, well, I mean, not the biggest one, but the best day-to-day for me is no alarm clock. We don't have to set an alarm clock. Now, that might change once the kids, I guess, start regular school. But even our kids, because we've never had to wake them up because we don't have to start our jobs or commute or do any of this stuff, you know, we never had to send them off to daycare at 7.30 in the morning. We've always allowed them to just wake up when they're ready to wake up. So people complain about, oh, our kids wake up, you know, at like 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. And it's like, oh, you know, every once in a while our kids might wake up that early. But really, their average wake up time is between 7.30 and 8.30. And to us, that's also like kind of the perfect time to get up naturally for our bodies is around 8 a.m. So it just works for us. It the, the the professional clothing and the alarm clock go hand in hand because I dreaded going to bed every night because I knew that I would wake up too early. I'd, you know, with an alarm clock, I'd roll out of bed. This is when I was a teacher. I'd have to roll out of bed. I'd have to go into my closet, put those clothes on. And I lived a three-minute drive from my school. I lived as close as possible so I could wake up as late as possible. And I still hated it. So for me, I've always said if I ever wrote a book about lifestyle freedom – it, it would be um, F the office or F the cubicle, F the alarm clock, F the paycheck. And uh, to me, that, that says it all, right? That's that time freedom. That's that location freedom. And that's the financial freedom. And the alarm clock is, again, just a physical manifestation of everything that I really didn't like about my old lifestyle. Just being told, oh, my gosh, you, whether you feel good or not, get on up because your life is ruled by bells as, as a teacher or life is ruled by alarm clock just was not, I was not having it. So 
No professional clothes, no alarm clock. Huge, huge, huge yeah, for big me. Big perks. You're number three, or number three on our list. And this was a big one that you put in here. Well, eating at home, because um, we work from home, means that we have better eating habits. We don't spend as much money, like going out for lunch. You know, we do go out every once in a while, um, but then it's kind of like this special occasion because it's like, oh, well, we're going to go like on a lunch date or something, whereas it's not the norm to just like grab something because we're at an office and we didn't plan a meal from home. You know, it's so much easier and, you know, it saves you money as well. I'm not getting coffee out every single morning. Saves so much money. Coming back to that time freedom, I didn't think about this until I just read it. When I was a teacher, I had 22 minutes to eat lunch. So the bell would ring. I'd run down to my friend's room so we could like have a quick chat. We'd be shoving food in our face as we talked. The bell would ring and we'd run back. I mean, that is like, it's like being in, it was like being in prison. I, <laughs> wow. I, I mean, I know that's a, okay, that's a bit of an exaggeration, but think about that. 22 minutes to eat lunch in the middle of the day and there was no if ands, or buts. There was no like, okay, well, yeah, you're just going to casually walk back to the room after the bell rings. Like, no, class has started. You have to be there. So do the kids. I mean, the kids had 22 minutes to eat lunch. So you got to get to the cafeteria. It seems like an incredibly fast lunch break yeah, for it was everyone. Insane. Wow. It was insane. And so, you know, now we can, okay, I want to make something. I want to eat healthy. I want to take a leisurely lunch. I can't, I know some people have that ability with their work, but a lot of people don't. And I know that the pandemic has helped a lot of people have more of a leisure time around their food because if they're working from home, they might not have to be, you know, on such a tight time schedule. So I, I'm with you. Um, the fourth thing is having time in the middle of the day for activities. This doesn't just mean lunch, but not trying to cram things into weekends or, or at night. Um, for you, like exercise is a and for both of us. Is yeah, a, is a I mean, one. I do not enjoy waking up at 5.30 in the morning to cram in an exercise before my incredibly busy day starts. I would much rather do it like right after I drop the kids off to school at 9.10, you know? And it's just it's just nice to be able to plan things out in, in our day. Not just exercise, but also, you know doctor's appointments or sometimes we grocery shop or do things that on Saturday or Sunday or anytime after 5 or 6 p.m. would be really challenging to do or a very busy time at some of these places. You know, I used to really revel in the fact that I could go grocery shopping on a Monday morning. I mean. Yeah, and no one is there. No one's there. Yep. It, for me, I never knew I would remember this moment until it's funny. It's such a small moment in my life when I was a teacher, but the fact that I remember it really hits home on how much I was craving lifestyle freedom without knowing what that meant. I had to go to a dentist appointment. Most people obviously hate going to the dentist. This is not, it's not like, yay, <laughs> dentist appointment. I had a dentist appointment at 1 p.m. on a Tuesday afternoon. I remember walking out of the school so happy that I got out of school an hour and 47 minutes before normal. The sun was shining. I remember taking my tie off, unbuttoning the top button, right? Getting in my car, driving to the dentist. It was a 10-minute drive. And I just remember feeling such exhilaration. And I'm not even being hyperbolic because I, I remember this. I can like feel it in my bones. Such exhilaration driving down these roads to just be outside in the middle of the day with the sun shining on a Tuesday. That's crazy. 
I was going to the dentist and I was that happy. I remember saying to myself in my head, I would pass people walking down the sidewalks. We used to live in a town, so I had to drive through this town. People were like going to a cafe. Someone was going into a coffee shop. People were walking around town. I remember thinking, what do these people do? How can I have what these people do? It's Tuesday. Why are they not at work? They are so lucky. And here I was going to the dentist with the biggest smile on my face. <laughs> and we shouldn't be robbed of that. Like if you want to go outside on a beautiful day on a Tuesday at 1 p.m., you should be able to go outside. I'm not saying don't work and don't work hard, but the fact that we're stuck in places and not being able to be outside in good weather on a normal day is is mind-boggling to me. And that's why I, I really feel so strongly about time freedom now because it allows you to do those types yeah. of things. And I think, I mean, this is also somewhat cultural in, in the U.S. because- definitely. I think in a lot of other countries and especially in Europe, there's not so much placed on having to be at work all the time and like cramming things in. I mean, we would be in Europe in the summer and people would just close their businesses for the entire month of August just to go on vacation. And we were like so shocked because in the U.S., things like that, I mean, maybe more so now it's happening occasionally, but people in the U.S. do not value time freedom companies in the u.s do not value time freedom they don't value parents they don't value you know your family life for moms i mean the next one is a big big part of our day-to-day -day life and being able to spend time with our kids so number five like taking our kids just to school in the morning and picking them up um being here like our kids go to daycare and preschool they only go from nine to one so we drop them off, we pick them up, and then sometimes we have our wonderful nanny, Allison, come and pick them up from school so that we have more time to work. Because, you know, we do have a lot of work and those four hours are not enough time. Um, all in, the time. All the time. But even that allowing us to be flexible to cram in the work when we need to, but making the time for our family when things come up or being able to put Hadley down for her nap, even if, you know, our nanny brings her home. I'm like, okay, maybe I'll just stop work for 20 minutes and just like give Hadley a snuggle. Like there's been a few times where Trav and I have had to work like a full day where we didn't see the kids at all. Like I, I stopped working at 6 p.m. and I hadn't seen the kids in the entire day. And that was so strange to me. That was really foreign to me because that's a, well, that's a lot of people's reality. And it's not our reality. And we're really grateful for that. Yeah. And lifestyle freedom, we're going to talk about this in one of the ones coming up. But lifestyle freedom, when you have it, can change based on the life that you want or have at that moment. So pre-kids... Sure, we would probably spend more hours working and, and it didn't matter as much. But as you mentioned, getting to pick the kids up at school, I really feel is such a blessing. I take him to school. There are times where I'll take him, I'll drop him off, and I'll just chat to their teacher for a few minutes. I see other people come up, drop the kids off, get in their car and go because, you know, they probably have to get to work or they have to be somewhere. And I'll leisurely like have conversations with their teachers. And I remember even their teacher saying one time, like, it's so nice to get to know you. Like when you drop them off and when you pick them up, you're not rushing in and out. And I said, yeah, well, I mean, that's because I don't have to. This is a really important part of, you know, a really important 10, 15 minute part of my day getting to do that with our kids. So um, those are some of the, just the day to day. I mean, all of those are well, other than the professional clothes are, are based around time freedom, but we have those examples in our day-to-day -day life that I think, bef you know, when we started down this path in 2012, and you can listen to episode one about our whole journey, 
I wasn't thinking, oh my gosh, you know, I'm going to get to take my kids to school. How awesome is that going to be? I was thinking of the big sexy things we're going to talk about next when it comes to lifestyle freedom. But these things are just as important, if not more important, because it's every day we don't have to worry about that stuff. It takes a lot of weight off your shoulders when you don't worry about that day in and day out. Yeah. And I mean, that's not to say that we won't ever miss like a soccer game or something like that. Like obviously things come up with our work where we can't move things around, but that's really not the norm for us. We try to, as much as we can, plan our life around what's important. And um, that brings us, that's a perfect segue. I know you didn't even look at it, (laughs) so you don't know, but into more of the big picture overarching things about lifestyle freedom. And that is, that brings us to this next one. So six is that big projects. And when we're talking about big projects, we're talking about work projects can be planned around your personal big rocks. So explain to people, because you're a big proponent of this, as am I, personal big rocks. Yeah. So if you picture in your mind a large glass jar and you put in all of these little rocks and then the jar fills up to the top, but then you have these big rocks, which would be like big trips or work events or life events even, like a wedding or something like that. And you put that in, but the jar's already filled with all of your little rocks. There's no room for that big rock anywhere in your jar. So if you start over and you have your big empty jar and you put those big rocks in first and then you pour in the little pebble rocks around that, then everything can fit in the jar, right? That's Am I explaining that in the right way? Yeah, you are. And so we're essentially saying that everyone in life is going to have these personal big rocks. Maybe it's your wedding. Maybe it's weddings you want to attend. Maybe it's trips you want to take. Maybe it's... Um, Getting to you know, getting together with friends at a certain time every year. Heather made fun of me, but one of my personal big rocks when I was back as a teacher was the first four days of the NCAA tournament for March Madness. I wanted to watch with my friend, and we would watch for four days straight. Right Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. That was a personal big rock of mine. And so when you are when you don't have lifestyle freedom, what that means is that everything, the personal big rocks that you have. You, you can't plan your life around them as easily. And when you when you have lifestyle freedom and you and you get to call shot the shots and you are the one playing this, when for example, when we're gonna do a big launch, when we're doing our paradise pack launch, or when we're doing this massive giveaway that we're doing, we can look at our schedule and say, well, what time makes sense in our yearly schedule to do this so that we're not running up against all this other stuff that we might have to do in our personal life. And so your personal big rocks come first and you can plan around them versus having to try to shoehorn and shove them in after all the other space has been taken up. Yeah, it's really something that for us has allowed us to have you know, less stress in our lives because we're not having to work with somebody higher up in a company. Like, okay, I have this big personal thing going on, but there's also this big work project going on. And it's like, well, how do these coalesce? Yeah. In the next one is right on kind of on par with this. Um, it's easy to say yes to big things you want to do both planned and unplanned. So we talked about this idea of personal big rocks and usually you know those are planned out and and you can do them because you get to pick that but it's also easy to say yes to stuff that comes up that might be unplanned and so for me an example of this is I was asked to speak at this conference called the, the bigger pockets conference it's a real estate conference and I was asked to speak at that 
maybe a month before the conference. But the conference was not on a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It was on like a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And so if I had a regular job and someone said, hey, you want to come speak at this conference? It was a month before and it's in New Orleans. You know, if it's a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, it's going to be very hard for me to figure out a way to do that, right? Take three days off work to be able to come speak at this conference. Instead, I was just able to look at it and say, yeah, of course I can do this because I can shift the things around that I need to shift around, or maybe there's nothing I even need to shift around. Maybe there's nothing on the schedule yet already. And so I was able to do that unplanned thing. Now, we have an example that we just found out about that's a planned thing that's super easy for us to say yes to right off the bat. Yeah, so Trav's parents um, texted us a few weeks ago, and they said it was a group family text you know, with all of Trav's siblings on there. It was, hey, we want to take everybody to Disney World or Disneyland. Wait, which is Disney World, right? Uh, I always get confused. Disney World. Disney World. The one that's in Florida. That's Disney, Disney World. World. And we want to take everybody there. And it will be next year in 2023, probably around the same time, March, April, or May. So just everybody, we want you to know so that you can clear your schedules so we can all take this big, huge family trip. Well... The texts start rolling in and there are people are responding and like, oh, this is wonderful. And like, we'll have to see with this, this, this and this. And Trav and I are like, well, yeah, duh, of course, like we're just in no matter what, because we know that we can plan our lives around this big event. No matter what, we're not going to plan a big launch, a paradise pack or any work event for March, April, May. Well, I mean, when it gets closer to right, this week, it say, won't be for I mean, three months. But, you know, when, when we off. know the actual day of the like 10 days trip or whatever, we will not plan anything around that. So we know for sure, bearing any unforeseen things, hopefully, that we will be there. And we actually made this list before that happened. And when that happened and they started coming in and, you know, a lot of most of my siblings and, and people have, you know, more traditional jobs. And so, yeah, OK, we've got to see, you know, we've got this many vacation days going to plan around this. And we just were able to respond. Yep, we'll be there. It really hammered that home. So whether it's planned like that, where you're looking a year in the future, or whether it's unplanned, like the conference example of, hey, can you speak here next month? You're able to say yes to these things that you want to do because you are in control of your time. Now, number eight and number nine go hand in hand too. Number eight is simply that you get to pick the people that you spend time with. Yeah, I mean, this basically is self-explanatory, but it means that you get to choose who to surround yourself with and who to spend time with. And that could even be virtually as some of that is with us because, you know, we work online. So even virtually we can choose kind of who our friends are or people that we work with because it's our own business and it's our own yeah, we've choice. Got, we've got the lifestyle <laughs> freedom. There's not there's not some boss saying, hey, by the way, you're getting switched to this team now and uh, you're going to work with this person and under that person. You know, we get to figure out who we want, like Paradise Pack. I get to figure out, hey, who do we want as part of this Paradise Pack project? Who do we want as contributors? Who do we want as affiliates? Get to reach out to them, get to see if they're interested, get to... Um, hold really cool things like on Friday, the Paradise Pack, we're doing a live cast where for six hours we'll be broadcasting live every 20 minutes, a new person who's a contributor to the Paradise Pack comes on and we get to talk to them about their journey to this lifestyle freedom and everyone gets to watch for free. So please come join, get on. Uh, you'll be hearing more about that. And but just imagine how different your life could be if the people that you surround yourself with are all people who you enjoy, who are like-minded, like-minded, who are 
like so cool that you're really excited. Like Trav just lit up talking about this live cast because he knows everybody involved is a super cool person and that it's going to be a great experience. So if that can be your daily life or even your daily work life, knowing that you get to work with cool people because you've chosen that, that is an incredible life to have. Yeah, and a lot different than what most people are used to where they're just, they have a job and they're working with some some people that they probably enjoy, some people that maybe they don't enjoy. You know, a boss, maybe they, you know, how often have you heard this? Have people are like, oh man, I, I loved my, I had a great boss, I really liked it. And then, you know, they, they moved on or I got a new boss and now I can't stand it. It's like, well, okay, that stinks. We don't have to think about that because we're not beholden to a boss or a set of, colleagues or anything like that um number nine goes hand in hand with this idea of people but it's that when you get when you have lifestyle freedom and you get to engage and say yes to these experiences that leads to being around like-minded people yeah so essentially this was one that i had kind of put on here is that you get to pick your people but you also because of your circumstance, you're just around people who kind of have the same goals as you, the same mindset, this kind of outside the box thinking, people who are doing cool things because your lifestyle is not a traditional lifestyle and you're probably going to places or if you're traveling, like when we go to Costa Rica and then we, for a month or three months, and then we are around these other people who are also doing cool and unique things and then you've met some really cool, unique people. And because of our lifestyle, having this freedom and being able to go to these places or do these events or, you know, meet other entrepreneurs, you're also having some amazing friends. That, I mean, we also have amazing friends from before we were entrepreneurs that we still hang out with and talk to, but it's just different how we've made all of these new friends now. Like every year we meet somebody that we say on our podcast, like the coolest person that we met the year before. Um, Like we always have that happen because we put ourselves in those circumstances where we're meeting interesting people. Yeah. And the only way you can put yourself in those circumstances over and over again is to have the lifestyle freedom to be able to say yes to opportunities. And then of course, when you're meeting people out and about during these times, they have some lifestyle freedom too, because they're also there. So I'm going to give you a a really uh, example that just hits home because it happened this past week. I randomly decided that I was going to go down to Southwest, South by Southwest this big conference in Austin, Texas, um, to meet a few people. But the reason that I went down as, and, and again, I booked a plane ticket on, what was it? it had Monday, Monday night. night. Mm-hmm. I booked a plane ticket for Tuesday morning because I was talking to a friend about an investment in real estate that he was interested in doing. And he said, hey, I'll take a look at that email that you sent me uh, once I get back from South by Southwest. And I said, wait a second, you're down in Austin the, the thing that we want to build, the, the prototype of it is down in Austin. I'm just going to get a plane ticket and fly down. And so I flew down on Tuesday. And because Jason, the, not Jason from Zero to Travel, but another Jason, has lifestyle freedom, he was down at South by Southwest Conference. And we got to meet up and hang out on Tuesday and talk about this in person. Then from that conversation... He introduced me to another person who I just talked to on the phone today who used to own a winery who now like sold his winery. And so you're just like, well, how I Jason owns uh, like an event company that does massive cruises around music festival cruises around the world. He's introducing me to a guy who owns a wine company who, who now is looking to do real estate. It's just like you start finding yourself 
in these groups of people that you think, how did I get here? Well, you got here because these other people also have built some cool stuff up and have lifestyle freedom that allows them to have the time to also seek out interesting opportunities as well, as opposed to be so much in your straight lane of what your right. job is. And that is, it's motivational, it's inspiring, and then it allows us hopefully to, you know, well, not only have really amazing friends, but, you know, to move forward in our lives and in our businesses as well. Yeah, and to do things that are bigger than you think you can do on your own because you're starting to to surround yourself with other people who want to do stuff as well. And as we always say, like uh, we always talk about the hive mind inside Location Indie. We're a lot stronger as a group than any one of us is individually. And Absolutely. see that play out. Um, number 10 is a pretty, pretty simple one, pretty awesome one. And it gets down to the financial part of the triangle. And that is that there is truly no income cap when you have lifestyle freedom because you're building something that allows you to make as much as you want, depending on how much time you want and, and effort you want to put into those businesses. Yeah. So like, I mean, the sky is the limit. You can just keep moving up and hopefully you do, but you know, it's not like, oh, well, I'm going to get my raise at the end of the year and it's going to be, you know, like 2% more than the year before. And it's just like such a small thing to like move you forward now it's also you know it's steady and it's stable so that's great but when you have the triangle of freedom and you're an entrepreneur you can be like oh well okay maybe this isn't so stable but then at one point in time you know I could really meet, reach this huge level that I've always wanted to reach and that's exciting because it, it is something that could happen it's like a it's a feasible possibility yeah, and we talked about going through seasons of life in episode one and how things change and how even at the beginning of this episode, we said, well, what do you prioritize? You know, are you prioritizing location freedom, time freedom, financial freedom? And at different points, you're going to pick different things to prioritize. And so when you're sitting back and you're saying, and maybe you are in a wealth building season of life and you can sit there and say, okay, I am going to maybe travel less right now or work some more hours or or this or that because I'm 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 gearing up to make more money whereas at a regular job I mean some people are commission based but most jobs like it doesn't matter if you're doing that much better for the company like you're not getting rewarded the way you should get rewarded if you're doing if you're in that phase and you're really saying I'm I'm adamant about that and so we've certainly seen our life take this on as we talk about different phases of our life and what we want. And with the no income cap, the beauty of it isn't saying you're always going to try to make as much money as possible. You're going to say, well, what number for you right now in your life allows you to feel comfortable with financial freedom? When it was just Heather and I, and we we're just traveling around, that number was a lot lower than it is now when we have kids and we want to make sure we set them up and we have reserves and, you know, we have more responsibilities. And so again, you get to call the shots when you're doing that though. You're not sitting there saying, well, I really hope I get a promotion or I hope I get this new job or I hope this or I hope that. Usually the more effort and work that you're putting in, the more you're handsomely rewarded. The next one, uh, speaking of family, number 11 is traveling with our kids. I mean, that's amazing that we can just take them on trips and go places and we don't have to worry about, you know, oh, well, we have to take this time off from work and, you know, how can we make this happen? And, you know, people plan their dream trip and it's like a trip of a lifetime and we get to just do that basically 
whenever we want. So that is something that's truly amazing. And we can see the effect it has even on our kids for the type of person that they will become and the way that it changes their mindset, even at the age of four and two. You can see it happen. It's incredible. Yeah, even our kids at four and two, they won't. Re- they might not have memories of this, but we could. The biggest example that we saw in a change was when we went to Costa Rica last year, and we were there for three months. And our son was three years old, and he was afraid to get in, the, like to swim. He would get in the pool, but he didn't know how to swim. And we we hired he didn't a, like going under the water. Yep, we hired a a swim instructor to come out and help, and he didn't want any part of that. But there was another boy there, Pedro, who was three years old as well. And Pedro had four older siblings, so you know they just like throw him in the deep end, and he'd figure it out. And Wit just kept saying to us, "I want to swim like Pedro. I want to swim like Pedro." And he would watch Pedro, and he would watch Pedro, and then slowly you'd see him like, "Okay, Pedro put his head under the water." Then Wit would right and. When you ask Wit now, we were there for three months. When you ask Wit, who taught you how to swim? He says, Pedro. Because by watching Pedro and wanting to do what Pedro did, Wit learned how to swim. And, you know, he was three. He might not have the memories of how he learned to swim, but we got to see a real-time example of how us getting our kids out and doing things that are different than maybe what they would be doing in their regular life changed them the better. Yeah. And and another point to that is because maybe you're saying, oh, you could have the same experience at home with the family at home. But the main thing is that this didn't happen in three days. It didn't happen in a seven day trip, your one week vacation. We were there for three months and it took a couple of weeks, took almost the whole time for Wit to be comfortable with being in this pool because of Pedro and his siblings. And the fact that Pedro and his siblings are from Argentina and Pedro doesn't even speak English. And his siblings, because they're older, could speak English. But Pedro and Wit being the same age and <laughs> having speaking a different language and being able to hang out and play together, you know, that's just so amazing to see that relationship form. Yeah, and both Heather and I growing up didn't, do a lot of traveling. I mean, I would go down to Florida and see my grandparents, but we weren't we weren't part of families that were traveling all around and giving um, their kids these experiences. And I had one friend who I grew up with, Nick, who's been on this podcast a ton. His family did, and it was definitely the exception. You know, especially back then, even still now, most families aren't going out and traveling all the time the way that that Nick's family was. His both his parents were teachers, so they were doing it always during the summer. But you could just tell that the things that he was talking about at a at a younger age I don't even mean young but I mean preteen and through teenage years he had been to Italy he had been here he had been there you know he saw things even if at that age we weren't all aware of the way it changed him he just got to see things and be um introduced to things that that I wasn't when I was just staying at home in Philadelphia and so again for us this is a major thing that we get to do with lifestyle freedom is yes we love traveling yes we want to have these experiences as as adults too but getting to see the impact it has on our children and will have on our children is a really big one for us and it's certainly one that would happen less if we didn't have lifestyle freedom because it would be maybe one trip a year maybe two if we were lucky right number 12 is you can change your season of life when you see fit So basically we make our lives work for us instead of living for our job or feeling like we are, you know, out of control of our own life. For example, when we decided that we no longer wanted to be nomadic 
we could just change our life and say, okay, we're entering this new season of life. We're going to move home. We're going to be a little more stable. Um, it was just, even though one of us fought it. <laughs> go listen to episode one to figure that out. I, it probably isn't hard to figure out who fought the uh, home base idea. Yeah, but you know, and then there's just a lot of other examples too, like that we we are able to basically plan our life in a way that makes us feel comfortable. Yeah, as you go through life, I mean, think for yourself. When when have you changed? When have your desires and wants changed? What you what you strive for in life? It it happens, right? And it's not always a clear. Okay, I want to be nomadic. Okay, now I have a home base. Although sometimes it is, right? Sometimes seasons of life happen with a a defined break, but usually it's a little more fluid than that. And Maybe you get older and you say, okay, I, I don't want to travel as much or I want to live by the beach instead of living at the mountains or whatever it is. Whatever you're feeling and whatever your desires are, you're able to make them possible because you are not answering to a boss, right? To a job. Like again, we said at the beginning, so the, the job is usually the biggest weight that holds people back from doing all these types of things, both having time freedom, having location freedom. Sometimes it's even having financial freedom because yes, you might have a stable paycheck, but you're never able to do the things you want because you know, you know, I'll speak for myself as a teacher. When I was a teacher, I knew exactly how much I was going to make every year. There was no, if you could look at the pay scale and say, okay, I'm going to move up here and move up here. Was it, a, was it a bad income? No, it wasn't a bad income, but there was plenty that I wouldn't be able to dream about and do on a teacher's salary unless I invested really wisely or made money other ways that would have precluded me from, from doing some of these things. And so as your season of life changes, you get to say, I'm the one in charge and I'm going to change it versus trying to figure out how to how to fit my lifestyle around my work. Now you get to say, I get to fit my work around the lifestyle I want to have. And that's a completely different mindset shift and completely different lifestyle overall. So the next one is you can be open to opportunities. You, I just feel like you have this freedom in your life and then you're like Travis is saying, your mindset is different. And you have this shift and you can just see things opening up for you that weren't there before. And I think a lot of people look at us and look at our lifestyle and they just say, oh, Heather and Travis are so lucky. They're just so lucky. All these good things happen to them. And, and we are lucky and good <laughs> things do happen to us. Yes. For sure. Yes, that is true. But we've also said yes to things that other people wouldn't say yes to. And we have some like concrete examples to this. And we talked about it. I think it was in the last episode as simple as like buying our beach house. And now we live in North Carolina. And when we found this house and even, I mean, Travis is the one who found this house. Obviously everybody knows his obsession with real estate. Um, and when he presented it to me, even I at first was like, yeah, I mean, of course it would be amazing to live at the beach. Yeah, just to give you guys hard numbers, the house that we were living in, we had bought for $225,000 in 2007, and the house that we were buying was going to be $650,000. So we're talking about like 3x almost what our, what our mortgage would be, which was something that we were not 
A, we we couldn't have done with our financial situation. We certainly weren't willing to stretch ourselves that way just to buy this unless we started saying, what are some opportunities around this right. house? And in the time that it was, I mean, it was a pandemic as well. So our businesses were not doing as strongly as they had before. So this was kind of a very tough time for us to be like, okay, let's 3X our living situation. And because, you know, it would require some extra work on our parts, you know, like renting out this house at some times of the year and, you know, having to do this for maybe a long time, inconveniencing our lives for this bigger opportunity of living at the beach, which was our dream, you know, we said yes to this. And that's not something that everybody would want to do um, because it's unconventional. What we did was unconventional. And would we have been able to do that if we had a normal conventional lifestyle? Definitely not. No, I mean, we wouldn't have had the location freedom to be able to do that. And I, and as we talked about, again, if you haven't listened to episode one, it just gives you a, the background of our entire journey, the ups and downs and all arounds. And if we hadn't five years ago, before we bought this beach house, started Airbnb being our regular house out and getting a feel for how that worked and, and seeing that you could make money from your primary residence, we never would have been able to say, like we wouldn't have said, oh, well, let's buy this beach house and then give Airbnb a try and hope it rents because we wouldn't have been willing to take that risk on because it, it would have been too risky. And so here- and something that, that another thing that happened was that we didn't have to sell our primary house in order to buy this beach house because we were like, oh, well, we'll just rent out our house in Philadelphia for the whole time that we're going to live in this beach house and get it ready to Airbnb. We'll just see if we like it. And if we don't like living there, well, we'll just rent it out all of the time and, and go back to Philadelphia and be in our house there. And so we had that extra opportunity of kind of trying it out um, and not having to sell our house at the exact same time. And that was also a benefit later because the real estate market from 2020 to 2021 skyrocketed. So if we did sell our house in 2020, we wouldn't have made as much as when we did actually sell it in 2021. So there is like a ripple effect from one decision that was made that we jumped on the opportunity, even though it was unconventional. One of our friends, Jason Robinson, what's up, J-Rob? He, I'll always give him credit for this because he, he has an awesome quote where he just says, think of life as an experiment. And when you have lifestyle freedom, you are able to experiment. You know, as Heather just mentioned, we were able to say, we're going to buy this beach house. We're going to rent it out. And we're going to experiment for a year to see if we like it. And if we don't, worst case scenario, we come back to the house in Philly. We live there. And now we have a rental at the beach. Okay. And we'll figure it out. What does that mean? Who looks after it? I don't know, but we'll figure it out. And so when you're open to these opportunities and then you're willing to step into these opportunities and experiment with them, what you find is that you really start to figure out what it is you actually want versus maybe what you think you want. Um, or what you want versus what you're like scared to do. And so for us, that's just this beach house is just one example of us stepping up and being open to opportunities that we would not have been open to if we were living and, and working traditional jobs because a, we wouldn't have been able, like we wouldn't have been able to come down and try out North Carolina for a year because it would have been 
quitting a job. Let's say I was, we were still teachers, quitting jobs up in Pennsylvania to come what? And then get a job in North Carolina for a year. And then if we don't like it, what? Go back? No, no. No one's going to be like, yeah, we'll hold your job for a year, guys. Yeah. Go have fun in North Carolina. This isn't Australia. You know? So um, it's just been... We say that we're lucky. Uh, the better term is that we're blessed. We certainly have been given chances and opportunities to do things, but it's also stepping into those opportunities when given the when given them. And the only way to do that is is to build a life that starts prioritizing your lifestyle freedom, so that when an opportunity presents itself, you can actually go for it. Um, the last one that we want to do, and I'm going to give a drum roll here. I think it's probably the most obvious, the coolest. Yeah, this is when we talk about lifestyle freedom, right? Everything we else we just told you were things that maybe you didn't think about, maybe you're abstract, maybe they're actually so logical, like no alarm clock and no shirt and tie and you don't have to eat out and you eat healthier. Like that's very logical and day to day. This is the one you think about. This is the sexiest part of lifestyle freedom. And that is you are allowed, you are able to travel around the world, do work that you're truly passionate about from your laptop and live the dream lifestyle that you've always wanted. Yeah, it's a pretty good lifestyle. I would not change it for anything. And we talk about as seasons change, you know, maybe we travel faster, slower, less with kids, more with kids when they get older, whatever. We don't even know everything that will be in store for us. But we do know that by having lifestyle freedom, we are able to say, let's travel the world, which is still for us, when we talk about everything, that is one of the biggest drivers in our life is to get out, see the world, meet people that we don't know, haven't known before, experience foods and cultures and sights and sounds that light us up and make life worth living and to do work that we truly are passionate about. And for us, that is helping everyone else, all of you who's listening, any single person who out there who's listening who says, I want to have lifestyle freedom. That's the work that we are truly passionate about. Helping you achieve lifestyle freedom in a way that has less heartache, less tears, less frustration, <laughs> and it costs you less time than it took for us to get there. Because if you didn't listen to episode one and you're not going to go back and listen to it for some reason, it took a long time. It took a good four years before we kind of quote unquote started to make it. And it doesn't have to be that way. You don't have to make the same mistakes that we made, right? We made them so that you don't have to. So one of the things that we're doing this year, and, and you've heard some about if you listen to the podcast, but that is our Paradise Pack project. It is available from March 29th through April 4th, 2022. Uh, then it is gone forever. So seven days only. It's 93% off. It's like the world's best educational tools, courses, and eBooks on how you can build a lifestyle freedom, a life full of lifestyle freedom. And uh, you can get that by heading to extrapackofpeanuts.com slash paradise. And don't forget as well, to kick this whole thing off, Hath, we're doing a pretty awesome giveaway. And this is giving someone lifestyle freedom. Yeah, I mean, this giveaway is so incredible that I said in the last episode, like, I wish that I could win it because it's two around-the-world plane tickets. Not just one, you get to take your partner, your best friend, your mom, your brother, sister, whomever you want. 
<laughs> and go around the world. And then you also get the gear that you need, the clothes that you need, and Airbnb credits. Yes. $1,000 of Airbnb credits. $1,000 of Airbnb credits, two Tortuga backpacks, $600 for Bluffworks travel clothing, which is the best travel clothing out there. And you also win two Paradise Packs, which is the educational component that will then allow you to make this lifestyle sustainable. So when we started thinking about this giveaway, we're like, man, you know, we teach about lifestyle freedom and, and we just did a podcast. We're doing a whole episode of uh, ep uh, season about it of like what it is. But man, is there a way that we could just give it to someone? Give it to two someone's. And we decided to give it to two people. So check that out. Extrapackofpeanuts.com slash giveaway. You can enter there. Uh, if you want a better chance of winning, share that with friends, family, get them entered. Because for every person that enters, when you share it, you get three entries. So the best way to give yourself the best chance of winning is to share that link out and get other people to join. That's extrapackofpeanuts.com slash giveaway. And then you can start experiencing this lifestyle freedom that we talked about. Everything from no alarm clock mm -hmm. and no clothing and maybe picking your kids up no at clothing? school. There's no, no clothing? No clothing at all? Oh, oh boy. No. What kind of podcast is this? No professional clothing. Wow, yeah. Fruiting slip there. Um, everything to the bigger picture stuff of getting to travel around the world, being open to opportunities, surrounding yourself with people that inspire you and motivate you. It's all part of the whole package when it comes to gaining lifestyle freedom. Yes. And if you are excited about our number 14, the sexiest part of being location independent and having lifestyle freedom, which is traveling, our next episode is going to be the best lifestyle freedom trips that we have taken over the years. We have done some pretty awesome trips where we worked from beautiful places around the world. And we're going to recap those in the next episode. See you tomorrow. I saw you on my way through On my way through I saw you And I'll see you again No clothing. <laughs> that was not the right thing to say. Where was it? <laughs>